Well tonight, we're gonna have a pizza party Pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party fun to hang out with them. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Gimme Pizza, a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast. A podcast about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Of course, obviously, it's in the title of the podcast. Um, So this week, I do not have a guest. I instead decided it it was time to really dive into one of the Mary-Kate and Ashley fun zines. Um, I like maybe many of you, do not have any of my original fun zines. They came with the fun club back in the day. Uh, I don't even really know when the fun club ended. I want to say it ended like either like 2000 or early 2000s, probably early 2000s, because I remember getting a mouse pad that had the same haircut that they had in the dance video in the You're Invited to Mary Kay and Ashley's School Dance Party had the mouse pad and I used that mouse pad until it's dying day and my mom eventually threw it away of course because it got so gross and so dirty from so many hours on the computer um but yeah so I ordered one of the fun zines on eBay I wanted to order so many of them but you know money's tight and I couldn't really justify spending like $100 on Mary Kay and Ashley fun zines. Let's be real. Um, I I mean, they're like $20 for these fun zines. And these fun zines are like 10 pages. I mean, they're truly basically zines, like zines that you have today. Um, so I ordered just one of them. And, you know, it's it was in mint condition. And I already got grease on it from like chips or some shit. Um So this is a Winter Spring 1997 edition, Volume 5, Issue 1. I don't really know what that means. Like, why? Like, I feel like it should be just, like, it's number 5. Like, what's up with this Volume 5, Issue 1? Like, how many fun zines were there? I don't even know. This is some, you know, heavy research I feel like I need to do. But there's not much information on the web about the fun club. There's not much to discuss. And honestly, I've flipped through this issue, but I really wanted to save my honest and true reactions and reading through these articles for this podcast. I felt like that was a really important thing. Um, I will be obviously uploading photos from the funzine so you can also get a peek inside this masterpiece. I mean, on the cover... It's, it says our funzine and it's in the font, like the classic, like word, weird fonts that you used on word. I don't know if you were also like making weird, you know, clip arty fonts back in the, in the nineties or, you know, early aughts I was, I mean, this is just, I mean, you'll see, I'll, I'll post a picture obviously. And it's just iconic 1997 font. Mary Kay and Ashley are on the cover wearing these like silky shirts or satin, I want to say, sateen maybe, where Ashley is like arms crossed, scolding perhaps Mary Kate. She looks like she's she has some attitude. They're wearing iconic sunglasses, bangs with the little like pieces of hair on the side and, you know, a clip in the back. Very, I mean trendsetters such trendsetters and they're wearing like these doc martin boots that i always wanted and mary kate's pretty casual smiling at the camera and ashley has some attitude i just want to know what was said during that photo shoot i mean like what were they like okay ashley look at mary kate and act like you're telling her what's up ask (laughs) act like you're giving her the business i mean i don't know but truly great it's uh I love it the copyright is for 1996 so I guess this was maybe like published or maybe created in 1996 but it was released in 1997 we're gonna open this funzine up right now first thing obviously is an ad for their books read our books classic 
you can win a trip to Hawaii. They have like the case of the hotel whodunit, the case of the volcano mystery, and then the Hawaiian beach party books. I don't know about you. I had all of these and they included necklaces or at least the Hawaiian beach party one did. Regrettably, I have, of course, lost the necklace um, several years ago, I'm assuming. I don't have... I I was just very reckless with my Mary Kane Ashley collection. It's one of my biggest regrets for not keeping things in pristine condition. Because I had the fun zines and I clipped them and put them in on a, my shrine wall, my Mary Kane Ashley shrine wall. Of course, as you do when you're a kid. I don't know if you had that. I definitely had that. I had a, a shrine wall for Mary Kate and Ashley. I had a mini shrine wall for Hanson. And then I had one for Dream Street later in my life. Um, but I just cut the fun zine up to, like, to shreds. It's a, my biggest regret. Uh, but this is luckily in pretty good condition. And on the second page, I mean, it's... The background photo is Mary Kane Ashley playing Twister, of course. I mean, it's iconic. And then the fonts in this in this fun zine just blow me away. Just they they were really going for like what are the weirdest fonts that we can use in this fun zine? Cuz it was obviously, you know, created on an old computer. And I, I'll see, you'll see, I will definitely obviously post photos and you will just lose your mind at the fonts in this like directory of the funzine. So I don't know if you guys remember, I mean, it was in every, like the beginning of every single American Ashley movie where they basically just advertised for their own stuff, their own products in all of their videos, in all of their movies which is truly great marketing. I mean, I, I don't even know if they were marketed, if like the fun club was marketed anywhere else besides in their own products. If anybody knows that answer, please shoot me a DM on Instagram because I'm at a loss. So of course, you could order the fun zine from 859 Hollywood Way, Suite 325, Burbank, California, 91505. I mean, that that's burned in my brain, that address. It just, and you had to, <laughs> okay, okay, so here we are, here we are. So you get a year membership, according to this. I spoke too soon where I was like, did you renew? I don't understand. So you, so you got a year membership, and I think you would get funzines in the mail through that year. In the U.S., it was $17 for your first year of membership. In Canada, it was $22. And international, it was $27. But you had to pay in U.S. funds. So I don't know how you would do that back then. I really, I don't know. I, yeah. How would you, if you were, you know, let's say you were a fan in Norway. I know that there are some Mary Kane Ashley fans from Norway. How did you get $27? Like, did you have to go to a, like, those places where you, the currency places? Or I guess maybe you would go to a bank and they would help you with that. That just seems like such hassle, such a hassle. But, you know, it was, so it was $17 for the first year in 1997. That seems like a lot of money. And I just did a quick, calculation so you can actually go online and do they have there's a US inflation calculator so you can find out how much something would cost like i guess the equivalent and it was $27.31 for the first year of uh the membership which you know i feel like that's not too bad you got a lot of stuff for that i'm going to go ahead and say i, I understand some people are like, you know, my parents couldn't afford it. And I understand that. That is, you know, quite a bit of money in 1997 to spend on your child for basically junk. I mean, it's not junk. They are, you know, you got posters, you got a little membership card, you got a little treat, you got, you know, but it was, you know, it was, if you're an adult and your kid is into these 
these two twins and you have to constantly buy their videos for them, which, you know, I mean, I, my poor parents, all the money they had to spend on these tapes and books and everything. And then I was like, oh, and I want the, the fun club. And it's the equivalent of, you know, about $30. It's just like, oh my God, no, that's where I draw the line. I'm sure like that's where parents would just draw the line. Um, but that's, you know, not super cheap, but it was a year long membership and you got a bunch of stuff. So, you know, I think that maybe, you know, depending on your, you know, household income, the, how you grew up, it would not be, you know, too much money. I've talked to my mom about this and if anything, she was just like, ugh, yeah, I remember you you begged for that fun club and it was so annoying. And so I just, you know, I'm very grateful that my parents did allow me to have that. But, you know, alas, they, you know, that, yeah, not not everyone was able to have the privilege of the fun club. And so that's why I'm doing this episode to give you, a, you know, a really deep dive into the fun zine. Uh, so they're thank they thank th- uh, these people on the first page. Uh, thanks a bunch, the Olson family, Harold Weitzberg, who is the editor, Robert Thorne at Thorne and Company, a professional law cor- corporation. <laughs> what? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's Robert Thorne at Thorne and Company, a professional law corporation, Victoria Corona, all at Werner Home Video and per- Parachute Press. I think it's funny that they they say Robert Thorne at Thorne and Company, a professional law corporation. I don't know. That just seems very wordy. Um, and so if you wanted to renew this fun club, you could do an annual renew, renewal. And so it was $15 USA, Canada, 20, international, 25. And um, so... You know, that's let's let me do a quick calculation here. So that's about $24 in the US for a renewal. And you know, so you get a little bit of a discount. You got like, you know, a little bit of a discount for more stuff if you just want to clutter and add to your collection every year, which I know that I did. I I feel like my parents did not renew every year cuz I I don't think I had things every single year. But, you know, my memory is foggy. I don't think my parents will remember those specific details. I imagine that they tried blocking out how much crap I got every year from Mary-Kate and Ashley. I mean, I, they know I do this podcast and they're still like, I can't believe you're still obsessed with them. And I'm like, mom, dad, leave me alone. Let me live. Okay. So um, in small font on this like index... It says, The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley. You're invited to Mary-Kate and Ashley's Mary-Kate and Ashley's Fun Glo- Club. Our fun zine. Clue in all logos and other distinctive likenesses, therefore, are the trademarks of Dual Star Im- Entertainment Group, Inc. Um, so please, you know, check out the merch store that I have. You know, but don't snitch. Don't tell Mary-Kate and Ashley that I've co-opted their logo. But I will say that the trademark has expired. I looked this up. So the trademark is expired. I don't know if I should edit this out because I don't want anyone snitching on me. But, you know, just to say, I like that disclaimer. So on page four, is this page four? I don't understand how this works. Okay, it says it's on page four, but it's truly like page two that the case of the volcano mystery is on. So I, it starts at page four and I, there's no page two or three. What? You know, more power to them. But the, so they have the case of the volcano mystery. Um, It's like a behind the scenes look at it. And it is so hard to read. The font is so thin. The background is like, faded foliage and there's pictures from the video but I'm just gonna go ahead and read it to you guys I and of course add my little thoughts okay here we go 
There's a lot of interest about about volcanoes lately. With all the excitement, we thought that a new adventure based on a mysterious occurrence would be just the top blowing story you all liked. You would all like to see. Um, I did not know that there was a lot of interest in volcanoes in 1997. I also like how it's you know it's in the voice kind of of. Mary Kane Ashley talking, very cute. I wonder if when I was young and potentially reading this, I mean, who knows if I actually read the content, um, if I actually thought Mary Kane Ashley wrote it, who knows? Okay, so the case of the volcano mystery is an exciting video filled with tons of information and adventure. It was so much fun making this video and learning about volcanoes. We just can't keep it a secret anymore, so we decided... <laughs> Oh my God. So we decided to let you in on some of the facts. First of all, it wasn't really filmed on a mysterious island in the Gulf of Mexico. We actually filmed it on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. Now, many of you may not know this, but the Hawaiian islands were formed by volcanoes thousands of years ago. The eight main islands are the tops of one or more shield volcanoes. Those are formed from lava flows, not explosions. They rise up from the Pacific Ocean floor. Although there are active volcanoes on the Hawaiian Islands, the ones on the island of Oahu are extinct. One of the most famous features on Oahu is Diamond Head. This is the cone of what was once a major volcano. You actually can drive through a tunnel in the inside of a crater to get to the center plane. In other words, you can go right into the center of the volcano. Once you are inside, you can walk up the inside of the crater about seven-tenths of a mile to get to the top. From there, you can see all of Honolulu and miles out to the ocean. Uh, sidebar, okay. Um, I think it's <laughs> this is very informative and wordy for kids, but I also think it's kind of cool that they, they made sure that you know, the, the fun zine was actually educational. Okay, continuing. Even though seven-tenths of a mile doesn't seem very far, the road is very steep and narrow. As you get closer to the top, there is a stairway you can climb that has over 100 steps. After that, you reach a dark tunnel with winding steps. It's kind of spooky, but when you come out, you are at the top and you can look out over the whole island. It's really beautiful. And to tell you the truth, we think we like the extinct volcanoes a lot more than the lava oozing variety. Uh, so I did live in, in Hawaii when this was filmed. I was supposed to meet them. I think I've told this story on the podcast. I was supposed to meet them, and then my mom got the date wrong. It's something that a grudge I will hold on until eternity. And I never got to go on Diamond Head. It was always a goal, but never got to do it. I don't even think my parents did it, actually. Okay, moving on. If you want to see an active volcano, you can visit the Hawaiian Volcanoes National Park on the main island of Hawaii. The park actually has two volcanoes, Moana Loa and Kilauea. Moana Loa is the world's largest volcanic mass. It reaches up 13,677 feet above sea level. The crater at the top is called Makua Weoweo. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. I, I looked it up and I couldn't find an accurate pronunciation guide. And its walls rise another 600 feet in the air. Kilauea projects from the eastern slope and has been erupting continuously for about 10 years. It is the largest active volcanic center in the world, covering over four square miles. When we filmed the video, we actually spent a great deal of time in a rainforest. Lately, there has been a lot of attention given the South American rainforests. But did you know that there are American rainforests as well? There are. They are in Hawaii, and they are really amazing. We had to hike about half a mile into the rainforest to get into the location where we were shooting. The trees were so tall and so thick that we couldn't even see the sky over us. It was really humid. That means there was a lot of moisture in the air. It was not only hot, but it was muggy too, and we had to make sure we drank lots of water to keep from getting dehydrated. 
We had a great time filming in the rainforest. Despite the heat, we got to go canoeing on one of the local rivers that ran right by our location. We also went hiking over waterfalls, climbed up rocks, through mud, and over fallen trees as we went further into the forest. One of the greatest things about shooting the adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley's videos is all of the amazing locations we get to visit and the really cool things we get to learn about the different areas of our country. Oh my god, there's more. I'm sorry. Oh, ooh, here we go. Volcano facts. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Is this worth reading? I guess. I mean... Come on, who wouldn't want to read um, volcano facts when you are six or seven or eight or nine years old? I mean, I don't know if I want to go through all of the all of these facts. I'm sorry, guys. I will scan or I will take a photo of this, and you can really go through. But here we go. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if it's interesting. Like I said, I have not read through this. Also, the formatting of this is so confusing and weird. Um, it looks like it was made by a like a child playing around on uh, on whatever program this was made on. Okay, here we go. Volcanoes are one of nature's most fascinating formations. There are volcanoes all over the world, even in the United States, and not just on the Hawaiian Islands. There is even one here on the U.S. mainland in the state of Oregon. It's called Mount St. Helens, and it erupted just a few years ago, spewing lava and ash far away, as, as far away <laughs> as 1,500 miles. On these pages, we answer some of the basic questions about volcanoes. But if you want to find out more, check out some of the books and websites we list at the end. Honestly, educational. I'm impressed. Okay. Here we go. Volcanoes are the Earth's way of cooling off. The Earth is warm at its center, and for reasons we don't know, sometimes that heat will melt rock. When the rock melts, it starts to expand, and so it looks for a place to go or a vent. These vents are what we know as volcanoes. Some volcanoes erupt for a very short time and then never erupt again. Others may erupt thousands of times and stay active from anywhere from a hundred to a million years. It's actually interesting. I'm going to read these facts. You guys, Mary Kay and Ashley wanted us to know these facts, so we deserve to know the truth about volcanoes. What is the largest volcano in Hawaii? on Hawaii? M Mauna Loa is the largest volcano in Hawaii. Actually, it is the largest in the world. It last erupted in 1984. Um, I don't know if that's still true. Don't really feel like looking it up. Okay. What is the difference between magma and lava? Magma is molten rock that is still underground and hasn't erupted yet. Once it has erupted to the surface, it is called lava. Interesting. Where is the world's most active volcano? The most active volcano in the world is Kilauea in Hawaii. It has been near continuous eruption since 1983. Fascinating. And I, I did look up because I was looking up how to pronounce these things. And you can actually ha see like live feeds of these volcanoes, which is cool. If you're into volcanoes, which I'm not really like, I don't consider myself a volcano head, but interesting. Maybe soothing. Maybe it'll help you sleep to wind you down at night. Okay. How many volcanoes are there in the world? Where are they? There are approximately 1,511 volcanoes in the world. Most of these are located along the Pacific Rim, but they are also, there are also some in Hawaii, Iceland, Etna, and Deception Island. Interesting. Another fact about me. I mean, so I lived in Hawaii. My dad was in the Navy, so I, and I also lived at the bottom of Mount Etna. Fun fact. Maybe I should be more interested in volcanoes. Ooh, volcano myths. So this, to me, is the most interesting part about this article. I'm very interested in, in the power of myth. Okay. There's an old myth that says that bad luck will befall you if you take pieces of lava rock home with you from the Hawaiian volcanoes. 
For years, the National Park Service has been receiving boxes of rocks from tourists who had experienced bad luck and were hoping to reverse it by returning the rocks. That is amazing. The service decided to look into the origins of the myth. They expected to find that the myth was related to an ancient belief of the island folklore. Instead, they found that a tour bus driver got tired of lugging boxes of rocks around and made up the story. There are also many really cool stories about Pele, a Hawaiian goddess with a fiery temper. According to one of the many legends, Pele feared the strength of the love she felt for another god named um, Kamapua, so she hid herself in the tunnels of Kilauea, when Moana Loa volcano erupts, it is said to be Pele answering the calls of Kamapua. There are many pictures of the lava flows forming that seem to be the silhouette of a young woman in the island surrounding the volcanoes. Would you like to find out more about volcanoes? Try looking at some of these websites. Some of these, oh, here we go. This is funny. Try looking at some of these sites on the web, and sites is spelled S-I-G-H-T-S. Come on, editor. Get it together. Uh, HTTP dot backslash backslash volcano dot U-N-D dot N-O-D-A-K dot E-D-U. And then another link that I don't really feel like reading out. Um, I wonder if there's still active links. I'm going to check. Okay, guys. I checked. Sorry, both links are no longer active. So you're going to have to get your volcano information elsewhere. But also, it says in the article that they will also list books at the end of the article and no books. Interesting how that works. Okay, moving on. So in the Navy, patriotic. All right, I got, you know... I wouldn't consider myself really a patriot, but I, out of the, um, out of the interest of the fun zine, the respect of Mary Kate Nashley in this era, I'm going to read it. In the Navy. We are in the Navy now. As you already know, last summer we went to Hawaii to shoot new videos. What you didn't know, even detectives have to have some secrets, is that we actually filmed our four new videos. By now you've seen the case of the hotel whodunit and you're invited to Mary Kane Ashley's beach party. But now the secret is out and we can tell you about the other two. Oh, I see. Okay. So they were slowly releasing these videos. Interesting. Interesting. God, to have like this vacation and then they had to record four videos. Our poor angels. Okay. We are in the Navy now. Swab the decks, man the battle stations, and check out these bell-bottom pants. During our last three years as the Trenchcoat Twins, we've been to a lot of really cool places and discovered some amazing things, but nothing quite like shooting the case of the United States Navy adventure. This wasn't just a fun mystery. It was really educational as well. We were on board a real Navy destroyer. There are a lot of different types of ships classifications in the Navy. See page 10. But among them all, the destroyer is the most powerful and feared. The ship we were on is called the USS John S. McCain, DDG-56. In this new mystery, we are helping the Navy search for a UFO, unidentified flying object. After responding to a call from a group looking for visitors from outer space, we realize that the only way we can solve this mystery is by getting big help. And the place to get big help is from the United States Navy. In the story, we meet an admiral who takes us to a Navy destroyer, and we lead the whole fleet out to sea to track down this mysterious airborne invader. What happens? Do we find out who the invaders are? How does the Navy help us? You'll have to see the video and read the book. But one thing that wasn't a mystery was how interesting and fun it is to visit the Navy. Okay, sidebar. Um, on this page, there is the picture of the flag that has the, the logo, We Will Solve Any Crime by Dinner Time. And um, I want that flag. You guys, where is that flag? 
Because I want to wave that flag like people wave the American flag to show my dedication and my patriotism to Mary-Kate and Ashley. Okay, here we go. Continuing. The USS John S. McCain DDG-56 is based at Pearl Harbor, which is a famous Navy station for the United States of America. To the day, the base represented the best the U.S. Navy has to offer, and you can see destroyers, nuclear submarines, and other ships. You can also visit the Arizona Memorial, which commemorates our servicemen who gave their lives for liberty in World War II. This is such propaganda. But also, I've been there, and it's actually really, you know, it's really sad what happened. Have you seen Pearl Harbor, the movie, with Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett? Because honestly, guys, I love that movie, and (laughs) now I want to watch it. Okay. The ship we spent time on, the USS John S. McCain DDG-56, I wonder if they got paid every time they said the, the name of the ship they were on is actually the second destroyer to carry this name. The first ship, designated DL3DDG-36, bore the name from 1953 to 1978. Now the ship, although new, has a lot of history behind it. John S. McCain was an admiral in the Navy serving as the Distinguished Carrier Task Force Commander during World War II. He served the South Pacific and received the Navy Cross for heroism and great achievement. His son, Admiral John S. McCain Jr., served in the Navy from 1931 to 1972. He commanded submarines during the Second World War and later served as Commander-in-Chief U.S. Naval Forces Europe and Commander-in-Chief Pacific. DDG-56 honors both Admiral John S. McCain and Admiral John S. McCain Jr. You guys, I feel like that's a lot of information to give to a child. Um, but, you know, I I get it. They were trying to be informative. With this, you know, $17 a year subscription to this magazine, the funzine, parents need to know that their kids are getting an education. Okay, here we go. The ship was built by... Bath Ironworks in Bath, Maine. Okay, I thought that was going to say Bath and Body Works for a second. And um, let's just pretend that it was created by Bath and Body Works. Okay. It is the sixth built in the Arleigh Burke class guided missile destroyers. The ship was commissioned on July 2nd, 1994, and then sailed from Maine through the Panama Canal to Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, its home port. The DDG designated means that the McCain is a guided missile destroyer. Guys, this is dark. It was it has a wide range of weapons that allow it to attack hostile forces on the sea, under the sea, and in the air. But the real strength of the ship is the dedicated and professional sailors that represent the finest in America today. A few days after the shoot, we went back to Pearl Harbor to meet the real crew of the ship and say hello to the children of the sailors. They set up a ceremony, and we received a poster of the USS McCain, signed by the commanding officer, M.C. Vital, Vital, who is the captain of the ship. We presented a picture of ourselves with the commander so that he can hang it in his cabin. Cute. Okay, that's cute. Then we gave out autographed pictures to all of their kids. I'm a little salty that I did not receive an autographed picture, even though my dad worked. I don't think my dad worked on that ship. I think he worked on a different one. But because we were in the Navy, my dad was in the Navy when this was filmed and kind of rude that I did not receive American Ashley signed photo. Okay, here we go. After the party, we got to go on a tour of the whole ship. It was great. We even got to sit in the seats where the weapons officers sit. From these seats, they can launch weapons against any enemy. It's all computerized, but it's not a game. It's serious business. This is Commander Michael C. Vitale with the two of us. He was a nice man, and and he had two children, Joseph and Laura. We asked Commander Vitale how he got to be commander of the ship. He took many courses in college and served on a number of other ships in order to learn how different systems work. 
He traveled around the country and around the world, going to places like Indianapolis and Orlando, as well as the Viet- as well as Vietnam, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Arabian Gulf. He has a degree from the University of Louisville in Kentucky, a master's degree from the Naval Postgraduate School, and a master's degree from the National War College in Washington, D.C. Guys, <laughs> this is like, I feel uncomfortable reading this. Um, and I know some listeners, you know, have military people in their families. I'm not bashing that. I'm just saying that this is dark. National War College, like, they're talking about, like, like, destroyers and, like, killing enemies. And I'm like, this is for our children. This is propaganda. (laughs) The tour of the ship was terrific. We saw where the sailors worked and where they ate. We learned how the ship ran and that each sailor had a job to perform to help the ship run smoothly. One of the amazing features was that the ship was spotlessly clean. Not a speck of dirt, a piece of paper, or a sloppy table anywhere. The commander told us that for safety's sake, it is of the utmost importance that everything be perfect. It is every sailor's job to make sure the ship looks good. In the video, we left the ship in full sailor outfits, and we were piped off. That's That's when the sailors play a tribute on a little pipe that indicates who is coming and going. After our tour, we thanked the commander and the crew and walked down the gangplank to our cars. If you get a chance, you should visit Pearl Harbor and see the U.S. Navy. Uh, you know, maybe, like, the the person who wrote this is actually a pacifist, and they're really, you know, punching up that the Navy has all these weapons and, you know, destroys enemies. I can't really tell if there's an ulterior motive here, but... Interesting. I like the, you know, you guys know me. I love my theories. I love my little conspiracy things. So that makes me feel a little better thinking the possibilities that the writer was actually, you know, a pacifist and was dropping these hints in this article. Okay. Navy facts. Here we go. The And the fonts are like different on each page, which is great. Um, not the body fonts, but, like, the formatting is weird on everything. Everything has, like, a background, like, a faded background, except for on this page. This page just has a huge picture, like, a huge picture of, like, a Navy, like, destroyer ship. And, you know, classic, like, the fading feature is really interesting. I'll post a photo. During our trip to Hawaii and Pearl Harbor, we learned a lot about our country's military. There are actually four branches of the military, the Army, Air Force, Marines, and the one we learned the most about, the Navy. Our Navy actually dates all the way back to the beginning of our country. It was established in 1775, before we even declared independence from England. Because the colonies depended on products from Europe, it was decided that we should have a national force to protect our ships and to protect our coast from invasions. Today, the Navy not only exists to protect our shores, but many times it has been called upon to protect other friendly countries from their enemies. There are a number of different types of ships used by our Navy today. There are the conventional-style ships that you see often in movies and on TV. There are submarines designed to stay underwater and secretly track activity on the surface. There are also aircraft carriers, which are so big that they are almost floating cities. We thought that some of the information we learned was so interesting that you should enjoy learning about it too. You would enjoy learning about it too, not should. Sorry, I don't feel like editing that out. Um, One of the newest styles of naval ships are the Arleigh Burke class. Oh, this is funny. Uh, Odd destroyers typo should say of says od and it's like oddly formatted okay the first of them set sail in july of 1991 their main purpose is anti-submarine warfare which means that they use radar to try to locate subs operating underwater that could be dangerous to the fleet they even have specialty equipment no sorry They even have specially equipped helicopters on board that help them search out the subs. 
The helicopters carry sonar equipment that can be lowered by a cable deep into the water to pick up the sounds of submarines in their vicinity. This really does read like a middle schooler's like paper, which is funny to me. I don't know if this is boring, you guys, um, but I'm going to keep going because why stop now? Aircraft. So that one was about destroyers. This one's about aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers are the floating cities of the Navy. They are longer than three football fields and twice as wide. Each carrier operates as a landing strip for an air wing of up to 85 planes. Since a carrier isn't as long as the average airstrip, there is a cable strung across the deck. Planes catch the line with a hook on their tails to help stop them before they taxi off the edge of the ship. The first couple of decks of a carrier are huge parking lots for the planes when they are not in use and are, or are being repaired. You should see the elevators they use to move the planes below deck. They are huge! Up to 5,800 men and women call a carrier home at a time due to the fact that there are not only the ship's crew on board, but also an air wing of 2,048... <laughs> 2,480 pilots and maintenance people. You guys, this is, like, so boring. Ugh. Okay, this next one's about submarines. I personally would love to travel in a submarine. I don't know if any of you have. Um, but it sounds cool. Okay, there are actually two different styles of submarines. They are commonly referred to as boomers and fast attacks. Boomers are the subs that carry missiles. Their main purpose is to protect us and our allies. Um, If I was to go on a submarine, I would prefer it to not be one with a missile. Fast attack submarines are designed to be very fast and very stealthy. This means that they are designed to be very hard for other ships to locate underwater. They also carry missiles. But their main purpose is information collection. They carry very sensitive listening equipment that allows them to listen to the waters around them, locate any enemy ships in the area. They are like spy planes that operate underwater. Sonar operators on these submarines have been known to spend as much time listening so closely to the sounds of the water surrounding them that they can recognize the individual songs of different whales that live in the waters they patrol and have actually provided valuable research information to groups that track whale populations okay that's kind of cool that's cool information we have had a really great time learning about the different kinds of ships in our navy we learned about the men and women that live on them and their families that spend months at a time on shore without them These people all play a very important part in our nation's defense. Okay, I'm starting to realize that maybe this is a bit of a propaganda thing, and it's not entirely somebody who is a pacifist, um, you know, sneaking in little hints about violence. Um, While we were visiting Pearl Harbor, we also learned about its history. Pearl Harbor is the site of the only attack ever launched against American ground in time of war. During World War II, the Japanese launched an air attack against Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. This attack resulted in severe damages to three battleships, 347 aircraft, and the death of more than 2,300 men, and 1,177 men are forever entombed in the wreckage of the USS Arizona, one of the two ships that were destroyed in the attack. The day after the attack, President Theodore Roosevelt declared December 7th as a day that would live in infamy. And he was correct. Every year on that date, we remember the lives that were lost in the attack. There's another typo. There should be a period after attack. There is a memorial site at Pearl Harbor that is visited by millions of people every year. Ugh, finally, we're over that boring fat, all those facts. Ugh. And then they have another page that is Florida Follies. And there's tons of cute pictures of Mary Kane Ashley, like, on Halloween. This one is for the NASA, is, like, the NASA one, which is a really cool episode. I don't know how many of you guys have listened to that or watched that one. Um, I mean, who doesn't love NASA? Who doesn't love space? Space is rad. 
Um, so this is a little of, and again, I have not read this, so we're gonna we're gonna be dive in this together. Okay, it was a prize-winning October. Did you enter the liftoff with the Trenchcoat Twin sweepstakes? I did not enter that. Maybe I did. I've I was always entering in sweepstakes, but never won anything. Okay. Well, we met 24 of the people who did. They were the specially selected people chosen to meet us at the U.S. Space Camp and Astronaut Hall of Fame. This was one of three camps in the United States. It's located in Tutsville, Florida, right near Cape Canaveral. The prize was really exciting. Each winner came to space camp with a parent and got to spend three days participating in a weekend mission. The teams got to experience planning and supervising a shuttle launch, learning to build rockets, and a visit to the Astronaut Hall of Fame. That's cool as hell. Um, I know my sister-in-law has been to space camp. Super jealous. On our way to space camp, we flew into Orlando. We arrived a day early because we had a couple of special treats scheduled. First of all, we got a tour of the Kennedy Space Flight Center at Cape Canaveral. This is where the space shuttles lift off from. They took us right up to the launch platform where we got an up-close and personal look at Columbia, one of the space shuttles. It's huge! The tower is over 13 stories high. Below the shuttle is a huge concrete hole that directs the enormous exhaust away from the people as the shuttle lifts off. Attached to the shuttle is a large orange tank. Actually, it is even bigger than the shuttle itself. It contains the fuel necessary for getting the shuttle into outer space. When it's empty, it falls off into the ocean and is recovered to be used again. Um, so in on this page... It's so hard to read this. I mean, there's, like, a faded photo, you know, in the back of, like, Cape Canaveral, and the font is really thin. So bear with me if I'm, like, stuttering. I can barely read any of this. But there is, like, such a cute picture of Mary-Kate and Ashley after trick-or-treating sorting their candies by different types. Like, like different lollipops and suckers. It looks like... Um, Mary Kate, I can't tell the difference. Hold on, I need to examine. Okay, so it looks like Ashley is sorting her candies um, by t- different types. We have like the M&M pile, the Smarties pile, the different lollipops, and Mary Kate, who dressed up as, um, they looked like they were both like Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Ann and Raggedy the guy, I don't know, Raggedy Steve, who knows. Um, and Mary Kate's is just like a loose pile. Or maybe she's attempting to sort. I don't know. It's really cute. Um, okay. One of the most interesting facts was how the shuttle gets from its hangar to the launch pad. They had to invent a tractor called a crawler. It has a crew of 13 and three drivers. When it is located and hauling the shuttle, it moves one mile per hour. It has eight treads like a bulldozer, but each shoe on the tread weighs one ton. That's 2,000 pounds. It was the biggest and slowest vehicle we had ever seen. That night was Halloween night, but we were prepared. Our tour guide from Cape Canaveral invited us to join his family trick-or-treating. We dressed up as Raggedy Ann and Andy. Okay, here we go. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Cute. Cute costume. That's a good, good couple's costume. Um recommendation. Put that in your back pocket. And visited over 100 houses in their neighborhood. It was so cool. We got tons of candy, had a really great time, and made some new friends. Could you just imagine Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, coming to your door trick-or-treating in 1996? I would have lost my mind. Like, what a surprise. But they were dressed up, so maybe people didn't notice. I would like to know, did Mary can actually come to your door that that Halloween day? I guess, okay, let's be real. I'm starting to think in real time. I'm, like, realizing that parents are handing out candy, so maybe the parents wouldn't really care if Mary can actually were there, but still super cool. Okay, the next day we met the con- contest winners. We took pictures with them and signed autographs. It was really great to get to meet some of the fans face-to-face. After the autograph signing, we had to leave because we had an appointment with Mickey, 
mouse that is. We were on our way to Disney World. At Disney World, we went to the MGM Studios where we had a parade. We rode in a car with Mickey Mouse. Then we stopped at the Grauman's Theater, signed our names in cement, and put our handprints under our signatures. After we finished at the Grauman's, we visited Epcot in Disney World. We rode every ride there and then went back to MGM to ride the rides there. Eventually, it was time to head back to Los Angeles. But as usual, we were leaving with great memories of our time in Orlando. So it looks like the people that won that contest, they only got to meet Mary and Ashley for like a minute. I wonder if the sweepstakes was like, get a chance to do space camp with Mary Kate and Ashley. And the truth was that they just had to, they got to meet them, which was super cool. And then Mary Kate and Ashley had to go to like in a parade. These poor girls just had like the busiest lives. Okay, the scrapbook page. So this, finally, no more boring facts about, like, volcanoes and the Navy and NASA. But we have the scrapbook, which is iconic because it has, like, clip art. I mean, it's just so 1996, you guys. I'm going to, of course, scan these photos for you or take a photo of these for you, and they're going to lose your minds. Okay. So we have a picture of Mary-Kate in, you know, the trench coat twin outfit. And the, the clip art is, like, a, of a TV. So she's, like, in the TV. And then it says, check your local TV listings for an upcoming episode of Sister, Sister with a couple special guests, us. Who doesn't, who remembers that? I mean, I remember that episode. It was a huge deal. And then there's a picture of Mary-Kate and Ashley with somebody and it says, check out this cool bed in our room at Disney World. It looks like something right out of a fairy tale. And picture of Mary-Kate and Ashley and their brother and sister, an iconic photo. And it says, mom has always wanted a picture of all of us smiling with our eyes open. Hope she likes this one. Okay. And we may not have been at home for Halloween this year, but thanks to some great new friends, we still had a great time. And it's a picture of their trip of trick-or-treating just so cute I love it and I you guys I could be wrong about which Olsen twin is a witch in their costumes I just I'm pretty sure Ashley was the one sorting that just seems like a very Ashley thing to do to like sort her candy so specifically of course there's clip art of a horse and it's like does not fit like some of this clip art there's like a clip art of a soccer player and that's just like there's no soccer in the it's so random and the ho- the clip out of the clip art of the horse is also really funny um and we had a real blast visiting NASA and there's actually a rocket ship clip art so that fits and uh, these pictures are great and then of course there is what's cooking so this is i mean iconic information. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, every funzine needs a snack that you can cook or a snack that you can make. Otherwise, what's the point of the of the magazine? You need a recipe. And what's cooking, the font is just, you guys, it, the, the best part about the funzine is the fonts. I, they're the, so great. The It's very 90s. I'm really loving it. Um, so summer is coming. Here we go. You guys can make these treats. So listen in. With all that warm weather on its way, you need something to cool you down. Our favorite summertime treat is frozen fruit bars. They taste great and you can use just about any fruit you can think of. The best part is they are really easy and fun to make. All you need is your favorite fruit and a blender, a spoon, and popsicle molds. You can even use paper cups and popsicle sticks. Remember, though, since you are going to be using the blender, you should make sure that you have an adult to help you, of course. Step one, pick your favorite fruit. We really love watermelon and bananas, but you can pick almost anything. Step two, juice it. If you're using citrus fruits like oranges, lemons, or limes, you can make fresh lemon and lemonade pops. You don't even need the blender. You can just squeeze the juice out of them. If you decide On grapes, you should peel them ahead of time and use the seedless grapes. 
place the pieces of fruit in a blender and puree them for a minute. Most fruits have enough water within them to na- within them naturally that you won't need any additional ingredients. There are a couple that you may want to add something to. Bananas and peaches, for example, need a little boost. You, you may want to add a little water to the mix before blending. If you want to make banana pops, you should add a little bit of milk to the mixture. There isn't really any exact amount to put in. Just add enough that you will be able to pour the mixture into the molds. Step three, pour the juice or puree into the mold. Put the popsicle stick into the mold to make a handle for your bar. These actually sound really good and really refreshing. Step four, place the molds in the freezer and wait. Remember to be patient. It's going to take a few hours before the mixture completely freezes and your frozen bar is, fruit bar is done. But believe us, they are worth the wait. The amount of fruit you will need depends on the type of fruit you choose. With some fruits, like watermelon, grapes, and peaches, what you see is what you get. <laughs> they don't shrink once you blend them. Other fruits, like strawberries and raspberries, have a lot of air in them. When you put this type of fruit in the blender, it appears to shrink. But what's really happening is that you are releasing all of the air. If you were going to use airy fruits, you should use about twice as much fruit. For example, if your popsicle molds hold three ounces, three ounces each, you should have six ounces of fruit. You guys, this is so informative. I love it. I didn't know that raspberries had air. Like, I'm learning things all the time in this magazine. I'm 29 years old, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so... I had no idea. So you can try combining fruits. Here are some of our favorites. Orange banana. Just substitute orange juice for milk when you puree the bananas. This sounds so good. Strawberry banana. You will still need some milk, but not as much. And if you are like me and don't drink dairy, then... I bet you could do, like, a a milk alternative. Strawberry raspberry. Yummy sweet treat. But remember, they are both airy fruits. You'll need lots. Lemon or lime honeyade. You probably should add some water to this mix and use honey instead of sugar as a sweetener. These these sound so good. I'm so hot. I'm sitting in my mom's closet right now trying to get good sound quality. And I'm so hot. And I think I might go to the store later and buy popsicle molds and make some of these. Just add, so then there's raspberry lemonade. Just add a couple of handfuls of raspberries to your lemonade for a special taste treat. Mmm. That's actually... It's summer. I don't know about you guys, but I'm hot as hell lately. I don't have air conditioning in San Diego, and I could really use a popsicle. Okay, so this is actually my favorite page, this next page. Um, it The font—I've posted this already in one of my Instagram stories. I will post it again on the, face, on the Facebook, and I'll post it on Instagram. Um, the fonts, it just says www.olsentwins.com, like, one, two, three, four times. There's so many different fonts on this page. Um, and Mary-Kate and Ashley are coming to cyberspace. Keep your eyes peeled out during June for the premiere of the only authorized website dedicated to America's favorite twins. www.olsentwins.com will feature... The latest information on Mary-Kate and Ashley, downloadable photos, audio, and video files, an online category with exclusive merchandise and collectibles, opportunities to network with other fans across the country and around the world, and more. God, there's so many. And then it's like, OlsonTwins.com, (laughs) OlsonTwins.com. Oh, I think uh, graphic design is my passion. I want to know who designed this. And then, of course, Sail with the Stars, you guys. Fairy tales can come true. Sail with the Stars invites you to sail with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen for the inaugural season of the Disney Cruise Line new ship, the Disney Magic, the ultimate cruise ship for families, sailing June 29th to July 6th, 1998. I don't feel like reading everything that the vacation... the resort and vacation includes, um, but you do get exclusive, fun-filled private events with Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen, including f- photograph sessions, scavenger hunts, talent shows, etc. 
um, great nighttime parties with the twins. And you got round trip air transportation. Um, you got like, like hotel, like room at the hotel admission during the, like at Disney World. Um, three day magic cruise to the Bahamas. Who the hell? Oh, I want to know how much this cost. (laughs) Um, it can happen to you when you sail with the stars. And then a spooky summer at sea. August 31st to September 6th, 1998, there was an exclusive Goosebumps cruise. Uh, who wanted to do that? Not me. I wanted to sail with the stars. Really salty that I did not get to go um, on Sail with the Stars. But how fun would it be if, if I made, like, a Sail with the Stars shirt? Um I don't know. Then you could, like, tell everyone you went, but, yeah, my parents were so rich. (laughs) No. I wish. Okay. And the end, the back of this, um, this is the final page. I've, this is an hour-long episode. I'm surprised I was able to do an hour just talking about this fun scene. But we know I'm going to (laughs) buy, you guys, I got to buy more. I got to do more of these. Um, God, they had, so this was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They had eight. Okay, I don't understand how this, okay, so volume one, issue one. They talked about Double Double Toil and Trouble, our first video in Full House. Um, That was the first one. And then volume one, issue two was our first video. They talked about the Northridge earthquake. Trent and Lizzie Olsen and more. Why are they talking about an earthquake in their fun scene? And then, so that's volume one and volume one, issue one and two. Okay, and then volume two, issue one, is The Adventures of Mary Kate Ashley, How the West Was Fun, Las Vegas, and much more. Um, and then they they skip. They skip to volume three, issue one. Here we go. The Case of the SeaWorld Adventure, The Case of the Mystery Cruise, Smile, style, and more. I'm guessing that and more is like their food thing. Um, And then we have volume three, issue two, special poster edition. Uh, I want that poster. The case of the Christmas caper, the case of the funhouse mystery. It takes two and more. And then our funzine volume four, issue one, the Case of the U.S. Space Camp Mission, The Case of the Shark Encounter, Christmas Cruise 95, and more. And in this one, they're dressed in their NASA outfits. So cute. I love their NASA outfits. I love their space boots. I just love everything about them. And then Volume 4, Issue 2 is The Case of the Hotel Who Done It. You're invited to Mary-Kate Ashley's beach party, hotel life, and more. And then... Volume 5, Issue 1, The Case of the Volcano Mystery, The Case of the United States Navy Adventure, Florida, and more. And you could just order the, um, oh, okay. So then you could order the Funzines a la carte, it looks like. Um, I don't think you need um, to have, I think you got a, a zine, Funzine, with your, with your fun club, but if you wanted to order other issues, you could order them all a cart. And the premiere edition issue, volume one, issue one, was $5, and the rest were $3. So that's a steal. And it, shipping was $3.50. <laughs> that's funny. Um, ooh, so please do not combine our funzine and collectible orders. You had to... Uh, but you just mailed it right there. You you added a check or money order. There you go. Or for faster ordering, you could fax your Visa or MasterCard order to that number. God, I wish. I wish I could just order these magazines for $3 and not like $25 like I paid for this. And then the back, sail off to adventure and high temperature, f- and high temperature fun. What is... Oh, okay, here we go. Sail off to adventure. The back, it has the case of the United States Navy adventure. Sail off to adventure. In the middle, there's Mary and Ashley dressed as sailors. They look super cute. And then, and high temperature adventure fun because of the volcano mystery. Wow. There we go. That is our fun zine. 
winter-spring 1997 edition, still confused about this volume issue nonsense. Just do one, two, three, four, five, you know, just like, what's up with the volumes? What's up with the, I don't know, maybe it's like spring, maybe it's like seasonal, I don't get it, maybe it's yearly, I don't know. But that is the episode. That's all I have to say. Um, Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts um, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash gimme pizza podcast. Follow the Instagram if you don't already. Like the Facebook page. um, And just want to say Black Lives Matter. Support the Black community. I promise this week a raffle is coming. So (laughs) I've been so scattered lately. I have not had time to like take pictures or decide what to raffle. But there's going to be a, you know, great raffle prizes. And I hope that you guys participate. I haven't decided where the money is going to go yet. But I will definitely get money to an organization or a fund that needs it that, you know, I support. And also follow Witch Mary which MKA are you on Instagram? I mean, super fun. Ask if your name's not in there. I'll, I'll let you know which Mary Kay and Ashley you are. Um, but that's all I have today. Um, all right, you guys. Bye. Bye.